Hey, Zoe here and welcome to this episode where we're going to talk about knowing how it looks before we practice it. You know, if we're training horses and we have lessons with an instructor who I hope is someone you aspire to be like or, you know, you've you've hired them with good reason because, you know, they know stuff and quite oftentimes people are learning and, you know, they get along just fine and then if they're doing just fine, they're going to start to learn new things and where trouble usually hits is when... For example, someone is learning an exercise, but they don't actually really know what that exercise looks like. So let's use an example, shoulder in. So let's say you've been having riding lessons for a few years now. Things are going really good, getting perky, horses fit, healthy. Time to move up in those lessons. So we introduce the shoulder in. Very difficult to do if you really do not know what that exercise looks like. Also, the biomechanics behind it, you know, what does the horse have to do with its body? What should the horse not do with its body? Stuff like that. So this is when I really encourage people, you know, come on, if you really want this, study your subjects. Get familiar with it. Do a little Google search. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Do whatever it takes to get the picture of the exercise, what you are learning or what you want to learn in your head because then that picture can also start to come out while you're training it, while you're practicing it. You can have the best trainer in the world but if you if you don't know what an exercise looks like, it's going to be really hard to get that to come out in your horse and it doesn't matter if you're on the ground, it doesn't matter if you're in the saddle. You gotta know what it looks like. Take a step back and observe people that are actually doing these exercises and therefore the question then always is what are they doing? Is it good quality? This is gonna be determined through experience, time, trial and error. Who knows, you know, maybe today what I think is a really good shoulder in, a master might think, nope, it's a load of rubbish. You know, so the best thing we can do is just really learn, keep learning, keep experimenting, keep keep looking at pictures, keep looking at our idols, keep looking at people you aspire to, just keep searching, where is the legs of the horse, where is the shoulders of the horse, where is the neck of the horse, is the horse really bent or is it just soft to the inside, stuff like that, super, super important, we must practice what we have a vision of. If I do not have a vision of how I want my horse to look, it's gonna take me a lot longer or maybe I won't even ever get there. Now, looking at this also from a positive perspective, in the beginning, it's gonna be hard to have that picture of what that exercise should look like in your head. Okay, so, Keep practicing. Don't don't let that stop. Even if you've studied a little bit and you think, hmm, I've got a rough idea, it's not going to be perfect. That is the same for everybody. Everybody had to start somewhere. Some people just have natural talent to see a couple of pictures, read a little bit of text, and they've got it, and they can bring it out in the horse. But for the rest of us, and trust me, what I just spoke about there, that's a very small percentage of people. 
for the rest of us we just have to struggle we have to keep chipping away and we just have to keep searching and studying until one day et voila it starts to appear as if magic in front of our eyes what's also important about knowing what an exercise actually looks like is because it gives you a better focus it gives you a better intention and horses thrive on focus and intention and especially when you start to add purpose they thrive on it I don't often refer to the term of leadership in my training anymore I did in in the past but I tend to leave that particular word at the door because I find it triggers the wrong brain waves the wrong brain patterns in people and then when you mention the word leadership for some reason they get firmer or too firm or so clear that even the, the sky could crack you know it, it's really um it's like a trigger word so i think intention and focus is softer it's better it gets it invites the person into the lesson into the session with the horse in the sense of feeling comfortable but also not so abrupt and if we have better intention and focus because we understand how an, a particular exercise looks like it's going to come out better in our session with our horse as their parent teacher and friend quite often times with horses as you know if you're a horse owner and you're listening to this or you're around horses um often enough we've got to have equal doses of things of course parent teacher friend that that's absolutely but if i'm training with a horse or working with a horse playing with a horse whatever those doses will change you know i might have to turn into a bit of a parent for 60 percent of that session and then another 30 percent of that session i have to be their friend and another 20 percent of that session i have to be something else it, it's it's adaptable we must go up and down in our who we are as a teacher towards that horse and that's even harder to do if you don't know your subjects now of course riding along on a horse simply following around in trot trotting on the correct diagonal um with a horse and a little bit of forward down most people i like to hope know what that looks like you know what it looks like you can probably even picture someone in your head right now trotting around the arena head nice and soft a little bit low on the correct diagonal rising trot okay that therefore that's imprinted in your mind you can actually start to bring that out in your own image the big question then is the quality of that rider are they riding nagging and flapping with their legs or are their hands moving at every jolt they rise up and down out of that saddle this is where i find it gets a bit difficult because if let's say that this particular rider that i just described is a nagger and a flapper so that means every step that the horse makes it gets a kick and every time they rise to the trot out the saddle their hands go with their body not independently therefore it gives a little pull on the horse's mouth and especially if the horse was to stumble or decide to go off path the human really kind of loses balance now if that's if that's your picture if that's your surroundings if that's your friends and they are 
doing okay they're getting along with their horse they're doing just fine and they can do a lot of other cool stuff but this particular image is what your image is of what you need to learn you will find it really hard to get above that so what i'm trying to say here is that's why it's important to study look beyond your surroundings look beyond um who your friends are in your local vicinity because your brain is very impressionable it gets imprinted especially when we want to learn something and what I've discovered especially the past 10 years in horse training is if I'm teaching amateur people for long enough and I'm not practicing my higher level and I put that in brackets higher level skills my own skills start to default to the lower level. Can't help it. it. It's like if I tell someone, don't lift your stick that way, do it this way first, please, because it's clearer to the horse. If I see that enough with enough people over a period of weeks, I find myself starting to do that. I even see that on camera when I'm filming for my platform. I, I'm like, Zoe, what are you doing? And that's because those people, especially at the place where I teach, hang out together, see each other, they do it that way. Then I step in and I'm trying to undo that. It's kind of like a monkey see, monkey do thing. So therefore, their quality is getting fed amongst everybody else as this new level of quality. And therefore, for example, myself has to come in and change that quality in the hope to try and get it to a higher level. And then my own brain starts to get imprinted because I'm seeing it and I'm having to try and teach people to unlearn it. So my point here is really, it's very important to stay ahead of the game. Keep really clear pictures in your mind of what you want to practice and what you want to study and try to stay on track with that. We are all impressionable. We can all learn things we don't wanna learn. We also learn things we don't realize we're learning. We all, all of us have to unlearn things constantly in order to open up new brain pathways. But to me also, that's the fun of it. You know, it keeps it super interesting. And if we're always on this journey of self-improvement, eventually habits that you don't want to have anymore or information that you used to use um, will start to be diminished. That's really great because you're already on a new chosen path. And there'll be some things that you're learning and you think, hmm, doesn't fit well in my books. I don't think I want to use that or learn that. That, that. That's really fine too. Therefore, you're making your own decisions. But always try and be open-minded. That's, that's the big key component of being successful with horses. Stay open. I know for sure there are things that I used years ago which I just don't really use or need anymore. Maybe it has a replacement or maybe it just doesn't fit in my world anymore. And there are things that I've learned, studied and practiced that I haven't even begun to start to use yet on my own horses or with my students. It's in there somewhere tucked away and one day it will just come out and there it is, I'll, I'll be able to use it or not. 
knowledge and information is such a powerful powerful thing already by owning a horse if you're a first time horse owner and you own a horse for a week you're already knowing a whole bunch is more than the week before when you had not owned a horse you can't not not learn about them so when we're teaching the horse a new exercise whether it's on the ground or whether it's riding it is super 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 important that we know what that exercise looks like if you do not and you've had a couple of lessons you're thinking i'm really struggling then maybe ask yourself the question darn it i need to know what this exercise really looks like and don't be afraid to you know relay that to your instructor to your coach because they'll be only too happy to oblige head you towards resources to head you towards books or share pictures of their own horsemanship whatever 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 they do whatever it takes to help you get on that path so that you can start to evolve and really have a vision in your mind of what you practice so you can bring that out into your own horses so that's all i've got to say about that subject i hope you found it interesting and don't forget if you have any ideas for subjects that we can talk about on this podcast reach out to me you can reach out to me across social media at get good with horses or via my website at get good with horses courses.com i would be really happy to hear from you and thanks for listening in today and um yeah tune in again soon you have been listening to zoe's horse bites podcast Powered by Get Good With Horses courses and online training academy by Zoe Code.